Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. Welcome to the season three premiere of So Far So Hood. I cannot believe it's already season three, but thank you so much for supporting because there would be no way I'd be this far along in the process without people always encouraging me and always being patient with the art that I create because being a podcaster is not easy, okay? Like this editing, this this whole process of putting together your episode, it can take a lot of time. So yeah, I am back on color people time. Yep, I am running on CP time, but that's okay. That's all right, because I have an amazing episode for you. My best friend Logan is here and he will be on this episode. We'll be talking about social battery and all the things concerning being extroverted or being introverted. And it was a really good conversation. So stay tuned for that. This season, instead of doing Zach Excellence, we will be starting off each podcast episode by talking about the podcast of the week. I really wanted to do this segment because it's time to really like shine light on smaller podcasts, especially podcasters of color, because they do the damn thing. Like listening to a lot of these podcasts, they're really interesting. And I know that if you got like some of these podcasts that I'm listening to, you would really be interested in them. So that will be our new segment. We'll be starting that off every single week. Um, we, the weekly run up that's uh, that's still here. Okay, we'll still be running. We'll still be doing our laps. That will always stay. And then yeah, we'll have our topic. So the podcast of the week. Let's go ahead and discuss that. The podcast of the week is the Queen Collective. Now, if you have not followed my socials, be sure to follow me at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas on Instagram and follow the show Instagram at So Far So Has Show. Because I did podcast of the week for season two on my Instagram and I picked the Queen Collective to be the podcast of the week because they are really informative while being hilarious at the same time. And when I tell you, you can really stay tuned in into their episodes because from the the start to the end, they are just they're fucking hilarious. The the host, Bree and JJ, they do an amazing job at they do an amazing job at holding like your attention throughout the entire episode. And that's something that I really look up to in a podcast. And I just really love listening to them, especially at work, because I can forget what I'm doing and just be really focused on their podcast. Because when I tell you they are funny, they are funny. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find the Queen Collective. So be sure to go give them a listen. Now we're getting ready for the weekly run up. This week, we'll be discussing the Grammys, Miley Cyrus's new live album. Ooh, that was, that was so damn good. That album was so good. Also, I wanted to discuss the nomination of Judge Kentaji Brown-Jackson. So let's go ahead and get into the weekly run-up. I have slides on. So honestly, I don't know how I'm going to run, but we're going to figure it out. To start off the weekly run-up, I will be discussing the Grammys and everything that went down. Now, nobody got popped, thankfully. Nobody was slapped across the face at the Grammys. It was a very, 
you know, typical calm ceremony. And I enjoyed that. I really liked that. It was a really good night for Olivia Rodrigo in particular. And she is the first person I want to discuss because when I tell you this young lady has such a a bright career and future ahead of her, like this is just the beginning. This was her debut era and she took home the awards for best pop vocal album. She won best new artist and she won best pop solo performance. That is really impressive. And she did all this at the age of 19. So it was a really good night for Olivia Rodrigo. Now, I did tune into the Grammys late, so I did not see her performance because, you know, they're going to put some of the big stars at the beginning because that's when you know they want people to be tuning into the award ceremony. So I was an hour late, so I did not see Olivia, but I'm pretty sure she did amazing and she deserved. OK, all her awards, she definitely deserved to win because this whole era, this sour era, it was a pop culture moment. You have to give her that. Now, the the next thing I want to discuss is. Let's discuss album of the year. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Now, the Grammys woke up and they they chose violence. They yep, they chose violence because when I tell you they picked the least expected pick, which was. The album was called We Are, I believe, by John Batiste. Now, all respect to his work. I've never heard of his music before the Grammys. I've never even heard of him as an artist before, but he did. He had a really good performance, so I'm sure he's really talented and deserving of the award. However, it was this was not anything that a person would expect for the Grammys to do because, you know, they have so many different options on this list. The nominees consisted of Donda by Kanye West, Evermore by Taylor Swift, Planet Her by Doja Cat, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish, Back of My Mind by Her, Monteria by Lil Nas X, Love for Sale by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, and then Justice by Justin Bieber. So there are a lot of heavy hitters in this category. And it's like... Wow, the least expected person won. And I believe the Grammys did that to hear me out. I don't know. This is just speculation, but I believe the Grammys did that to have a moment and to get all the different fan bases talking, because just think about all the people I just listed and discussed. That's a lot of different fan bases, and that's millions of people who are going to be mad that their favorite didn't win. So I believe that they decided to give it to him because they wanted to make all the fan bases mad. So at the end of the day, the Grammys was like, nobody's getting what they want. And that's all right. It's fine because honestly, the album of the year that should have been nominated and should have won was Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus because this should have been her year. This should have been her ceremony. Just due to the fact that that album was a masterpiece from beginning to end there's not a bad song on that record and there's no reason whatsoever why it wasn't nominated for album of the year or best pop vocal album or any of that so you know i wasn't too mad at it i was not too mad obviously evermore evermore by taylor swift could have won because i really love that album but taylor won last year i think taylor got her award for folklore and she was happy evermore was a another surprise release and Taylor is focused on doing these re-released works. Hopefully we get the Speak Now 
Taylor's version very, very soon. So she wasn't even at the Grammy. So I did not expect her to win. However, congratulations to Jean Baptiste. That was not expected at all. That was crazy. Also, the snubs, quote unquote snubs, that people were really flocking and pointing out was the fact that BTS once again did not win a Grammy, which the Grammys are just a bunch of trolls. They have to be trolling the the K-pop stands because they know that the K-pop stands are going to be pissed off if BTS does not win. They know that information. They know that. And the fact that they won't give BTS a Grammy and they keep inviting BTS to perform and all that stuff. It's so crazy. It's a little bit funny, but it's not at the same time. It's really not. Also, I don't believe Billy won anything. She might have won something, but like the major categories that she was nominated for, I don't think she won. People were saying that she was going to sweep the categories, actually. So the fact that the Grammys didn't even acknowledge Happier Than Ever was another surprise. Also, Doja Cat won her first Grammy. I did not know that was her first Grammy. I thought that she won a, a an award before, but this was her first Grammy. And, and yeah, that was the Grammys. It was not too insane, not too crazy. I believe that the ceremony for 2021 was better, considering that Taylor Swift um, was actually there to perform. But, you know, there's a lot of new talent that... Is very it's very apparent in the modern day of pop culture. And it's nice to see like Olivia Rodrigo. She's holding it down and I cannot wait to see what her second album looks like. So Miley Cyrus has given us a live album and I had to talk about it because it would be crazy for me not to considering the fact that Miley Cyrus is one of the best vocalists. And it's funny because I will always hear growing up that Miley Cyrus cannot sing Hannah Montana can't sing. Hannah Montana can't sing. Well, guess what? The bitch has pipes. And honestly, if you ask me, we have Miley Cyrus. We have Ariana Grande. We have Demi Lovato. They don't just sing. They sang. And the fact that Miley Cyrus is up there after years of scrutiny with her vocals, it's, uh, it's so scrumptious. And this live album, it gives me so much of a reminiscence of... Her Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus tour live album album situation because it just reminded me of a time to where I was growing up and just being myself and listening to her music and to just go back to that feeling with this album. It was so good. So if you have time, give it a listen, because when I tell you it's like Miley Cyrus is literally in your AirPods when you put that album on. It's so, so good. So good. So many hits. The Climb, Party in the USA. You know these songs. You know this. They're international worldwide hits. Come on now. Now, the last thing I want to discuss is the historic nomination of Judge Kentaji Brown Jackson. I was not going to do this episode without discussing her and discussing her Supreme Court hearings because it was wild. It was crazy. She served as a public defender. So she really has that that raw experience with the criminal justice system and the fact that she's going to be on the court representing that perspective is going to be really, really good for the court. And it's not just the fact that she's a black woman, but she is the most qualified pick that President Biden could have ever went with. And the the Supreme Court hearings 
only my nerd ass sat through them. So when I was watching them, it was very apparent that the Republican senators were throwing questions at her to be race baiting, such as they were asking her about her opinions on critical race theory and do you believe that babies are racist and all these crazy questions like asking her what is the definition of a woman to try to go with her into speaking on transgender issues so it was a lot of you know try to get you questions you know that's what they were trying to do but at the end of the day nothing can take away the fact that her nomination is historic and during her confirmation hearings which is that's pretty much a very long job interview where the senators just ask you questions for hours. She did an amazing, amazing job at keeping her cool and keeping her composure, because we all know that if a person of color acts, quote unquote, out of line, they're going to categorize it as having an attitude. So the fact that she kept her cool was really amazing. And her whole career is this is very inspirational to me and Senator Cory Booker, who is the only person of color, I believe, questioning her. Only black man questioning her. He really made it an emotional moment. And when I tell you she was crying, the lady behind him was crying. I'm crying right now. I'm just about to talk about it. So it is really a historic moment for our country and She's going to be confirmed before Easter, I believe. So she has the votes in the Senate. So congratulations to now, well, future Supreme Court Justice Kintaji Brown Jackson. Now we're going to bring in our topic, which is going to be about social battery with my best friend, Logan Trotter. <laughs> this dude right here. Now, when you hear this podcast, this this interview you might notice that there's ice cubes and like a, a a glunk clunk on the table. Yeah, that's Logan like chowing down on a glass of water. So don't mind that. <laughs> don't mind that. Welcome back to So Far So Hood. I have with me today a very special guest. I have my best friend Logan Trotter. Hey, what's up? This is me and Logan's second time recording this, by the way. Gang gang. So we will be doing this again. And yeah, this is a really good conversation. We're going to be going into some things concerning social battery and all that stuff about being introverted and extroverted. Yeah. So to start off, let's talk about the definition of a social battery. So that's pretty much like your capacity or your willingness to simply communicate with another individual. So with that being said, um, as we've already talked about this before, this should be easy for you to answer. But do you describe yourself as more of an introvert or an extrovert? Because you have a lot of people around you that really love you. So I thought you'd be really good for this topic. I'm definitely an introvert, but 
And I said that in the first one, but after the first recording, I thought about it for a second. And I think I'm mostly introverted, but I see the places I am extroverted. I think you kind of made me see that a little bit, but I, I think it's some sort of like a scale. I don't know. Like, do you think you're extroverted at different locations? Like being at work, you feel like more extroverted? I think so. But I think honestly, it depends on the person that I'm talking to. And I think in groups, it's easier for me to be much more introverted. You know, there's certain groups I can be extroverted in at certain times, but it's, it's mostly the introversion. And depending on the way the person like I'm communicating with is acting, that's basically can determine, at least initially, you know, the type, the way that I'm acting back towards, them. you know, how much of it is just me being genuine and me just trying to communicate with them and trying to get through the conversation so that it could be over. Yes, <laughs> I definitely feel that. Yes. So. The the thing about a social battery that blew my mind when researching is that introverts, they have their social battery and they start off with 100 percent at the beginning of the day. And as they keep talking to people, they wear their battery down. So they feel like they're draining their battery. But with extroverts, they start off with zero percent and they keep talking to people. And that's how they charge their battery. That's how they feel good, because I have a lot of people, especially at my work, who would just talk me down like they would sit there and they could just talk to you about this that and just keep on going and i'm just sitting there like oh my goodness <laughs> i feel like i'm about to start crying and that's because i'm more introverted and that's because of the pandemic and everything like contrary to like being in high school to where you're surrounded by people every single day and you're you're having to survive that social climate when you're in isolation you're just like this is kind of a little bit better. So I like soaked in that over the, the past 18 something months of this pandemic, but I've been trying to get out more and like explore different places. Do you feel like the pandemic like trapped you in this like circle of isolation in a way socially? I think in certain ways it definitely did, but overall the way I look at it is that, I don't know, as far as like socially, it kind of just was kind of comfortable for me. You know, it gave me the opportunity to, I guess, be by myself more, you know, and, you know, I still enjoy, I have to go be with other people, but, you know, most of the time I'm by myself and it's just the way it is, I guess. And the pandemic. I don't know. The pandemic started was around the same time that I moved out by myself. So, you know, I guess both of those. It was a lot of adjusting at once. Yeah, most definitely. Now, with the pandemic, do you feel like face to face conversation is more draining socially or having to talk to someone on the phone? Because like when I'm talking to a, a guy or something, I can like sit in his face and talk to him all day. But when we had to like FaceTime or something, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Or do you feel like face to face is way more draining? Um, it depends, honestly. I think face to face overall can be more draining. But honestly, FaceTime and calling people, that that is just rough. That it is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. 
I, I think I prefer texting over over the phone conversation. I don't know. It can just be so easy for those to be awkward. Yeah. Why do you think that is for like phone conversations to be more socially draining? I don't know. I guess it's just harder to end the call. I think, I don't know, for me personally, I, I, I very rarely call people. So I guess it's something that it does give me anxiety when I see the call because it's like all of a sudden it's like an intrusion. Yes, yes. 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 Even if it's someone, you know, I love dearly. It's just. Oh, it's like a direct attack on me almost. Just like, they just, walk, just like they just walk into your house and like just stood in front of you like, yes. hello. <laughs> yes. So, you know, and you know, some sometimes I'll try to, you know, I have to try to remember to call like my dad who lives in Memphis, you know, try to call my grandparents sometimes. And it's just not as easy over the phone as it is face to face because I don't know, maybe because it's uncommon for me to call people frequently, but maybe it's just because I don't know. So that goes into like what we had talked about the first time when we recorded to where like awkward moments kind of drain your social battery right way more than say you're in a comfortable situation, but you could still like drain your social battery, but just being in a conversation you don't want to be in and having to navigate your way through it, it like completely drains you out. And you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't keep talking to this person right now. And I feel like that is the reason why, like over the phone or through Zoom, it could be way more awkward because you can't feel that person's energy, really. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was to take power over those awkward moments. It's something that I've had to learn how to deal with getting older. And the main thing that like helps me is to just say, fuck it. Like if I'm in a conversation and I just said something, if I'm talking and my arm just moved weird, I'm not going to sit there like dwell on it because I used to like I would be with people and I'd be like, damn, I just moved my arm like this. I just said that. I wonder if my, my breath stank. And then I'll just go into like this mental loop of just not even being in the conversation it's like i'm physically in the conversation talking to them but i'm like in my head thinking about all these different things so i literally just say fuck it if something's awkward i'm like i don't care that at the end of the day i think of it as like a movie i'm like we can just cut that out <laughs> we don't have to think about it no more so that's a piece of advice that yeah. maybe can be helpful to you i'll have to try that because uh, from my experience it's just I mean, I'm sure you're the same way with like certain people, but just different people, certain things they'll say or things I'll do that will definitely shut me down and make you get up and leave. Yes. And then either, yeah, I get up and leave or, <laughs> or you have to work so much harder to have that conversation and have some kind of, I don't know, because, you know, if it's, if it's, it's something that sets you off emotionally. You know, and you don't necessarily want to have that negative, that negative tone vibe. about you. Yeah, the negative vibe. So the the thing that I really take away from all of this is that it's important to only be in situations that really resonate with you. And that's even when somebody calls you like 
if someone calls you and you don't want to answer, just don't pick it up. <laughs> as much as it's okay to push yourself outside of your comfort zone socially, I feel like there comes like a point in time to where like if you simply don't like something, you just don't like it. And that's okay. Like if you don't enjoy being on the phone or you don't enjoy going out five times a week, then that's just a personal decision for some people. However, when you are in situations to where you actually want to be there with the person, that is way more helpful to charging your social battery. And another thing that is really helpful is just taking small moments to breathe. Like even just scrolling on your phone for two seconds, that charges your social battery. Do you think being with one person is more socially draining or being in a group of people? Um, honestly, I think it, depends person to person overall definitely a group of people you know i think i can handle one person a lot better than i can handle two people but for me it vastly depends on the people i'm with you know if i'm in a big group with certain people it's not going to be such a bother to me but i don't know it's just very situational for me those little moments i'm telling you you find like you can find yourself just mentally having a second to breathe when you scroll on your phone or you take a sip of water or go you say, I was just about to say, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Just take a second to yourself, even when you are hanging out with somebody. If you need to yeah. take two weeks, <laughs> take your two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't do vacations, but I might. Where you want to go on vacation, Logan? Man, I do not know. I do not know. Have you ever been to um, South Africa? No. I think we should go to South Africa. What part of South The southern part. <laughs> Isn't that the name of the country? Is that the name of the country or is that just regional? That's the name of the country. Okay, okay. It's part of Africa with white people in it. Okay. Is that where there was a, like apartheid? Apartheid? Apartheid. Was that like a, a Tide Pod? No, it was like the civil rights movement in Africa. Oh, I should know that. I'm getting canceled. Let me get off this podcast. <laughs> Logan, thank you so much for coming and being on the show. Thank you so much. Not a problem. I enjoyed it. Like you are really like a big inspiration for so many things that I have done in my life, like moving out and taking the initiative to be a little bit nice to people. So thank you so much for all that. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that, man. I definitely enjoyed the conversation. <laughs>